Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, advice that will sharpen your focus, and expert information on real estate, finance, and market conditions. Pam Marino, thank you so much for being our guest on the Bike Litton Experience. I really appreciate you being here. I know you're busy, and I appreciate you making the time to do this. It was great to meet you the other day at the at the referral group where I met you, um, and I'm super excited to hear about your life story. So like we talked about before we hit record, everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. So with your permission, we're going to start with where you were born and go all the way up to today. And then we're going to talk about what you're doing to save people money on healthcare. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Thank right. you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm glad we connected. We're kind of neighbors. So this is a good, a good, good vibe, let's say. Yeah, so my name is uh, Pam Marino. I am originally from Argentina. I was born and raised in Buenos Aires. Okay. And I came to the United States a little bit over 30 years ago. So okay. I live here more than I lived in my own country and Argentina, which used to be my own country. Now I'm a US citizen. I thank God that I'm here. Okay. So um, I grew up with my mom and my dad and um, I would say we're probably like middle class. I had I have one brother who is mm -hmm. a little bit younger than me, but I look younger than him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just so clear. Yeah, just to make that clear. So I uh, grew up in, in Argentina. I'm a, a half Irish, half Spanish descendant. So I don't know why, but my dad's uh, passion was to speak only English to me. So I and now I know why, because I needed that, right? So he spoke only English to me. And I went to a private school, which was fully bilingual. So I studied everything in the morning in Spanish and the same subjects in the afternoon in English. Can you imagine? Wow. The That's time cool. I went to school from 7.30 to 4.30 since kindergarten. Isn't wow. that funny? So, and it was a very European education. So I studied a lot. I mean, the education is different, but I loved to study. Like I literally loved to study. I loved to read. My dad would come home. He would help me with my homework. So I don't know, just everything came on very easily for me. Mm -hmm. I always, you know, I had a passion for studying. And people yeah. would go, why? And it, it gave me joy. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I, one of my oldest daughters, she's now in medical school. Yesterday, she flew to Chicago, came back to take an exam just for the, and she's in San Diego right now. And she says, mom, I love to take exams. I love to study. Oh my God, that rings a bell. Mm -hmm. So I was very successful. I, uh, during school, I was really, really good. You know, that A student, loved everything, spoke really naturally, the languages. I like to, to talk. That's not a problem for me. And then I was also a very good athlete. So in Argentina, even though the Argentinian soccer, you know, for, for men is so, so popular, now the the women's is a little bit more popular, but back then no. I grew up playing field hockey. I oh. was a star in field grass, you know, field hockey. Yeah. 
And the, we used to go to this club, which was a, a club called Hurling English, you know, an Irish club. And then, yes, a lot of people used to drink a lot. I never developed that taste, thank God, I don't drink. And then the, the guys would play rugby. So it was rugby and hockey. You know, Argentina is very popular for the rugby team. Yeah. And I always, you know, love, love. Uh, we would spend the whole weekend there just, and I don't know, like during the week, it was crazy. We used to go travel about maybe 40 minutes, and we would practice like from 7 to 9 p.m. I would get home at 10 p.m. Then had to do my homework and get ready for school the next morning. All through high school. We had a lot of sports. Uh, the school that I went to was uh, at um, like a Cambridge-based school. Mm -hmm. So a lot of sports and athlete, you know, athleticism, javelin, shot put, everything. I did it all. I had so okay. much fun. I loved school and sports. Then I did uh, make it to the national team and I played some field hockey. I was recruited. So that was also practicing. That was fun. Traveled a lot. And then um, uh, my parents, uh, for some reason, happened and they ended up splitting up. My dad died really, really young. I think he was maybe 52 and he died. He passed away unexpectedly. I think it was a heart attack. So I knew death early in life. I think I was maybe 18 or something like that. And that was really hard for me because I love my dad. Yeah. My dad was a tender sweet bear you know who was ah, and then did nothing he helped me with homework he read to me we we just um I just loved it I love the relationship with him so and then I'm just you know moving through the history right because yeah. we're made of who we are and what mm -hmm. brings us to today and then my mom was a strict one she was a strict you know I love my mom but uh, I don't know. It was just an uneasy because I think my dad was so nice that she really had to be the dominant factor. Yeah. Then, and then I was uh, young and I met the person that is now my ex-husband, but we talked about coming to the United States and we're like, why not? Now yeah. I'm scared that my kids are going to go out of the state, right? But uh, hey, yeah, let's go. Let's go to the United States. And we came. And um, it's interesting that like God really wanted me to stay there. Were, you know, like the day before we got married, I met this young girl, Lisa. We were at a restaurant. This is, you know, good to think how God comes into our lives and just makes waves. Yeah. So Lisa was at a restaurant in Argentina yelling at the waitress. And I'm thinking, don't yell because she doesn't speak your language. It's not going to do it. So right. I went up to Lisa and I said, hey, let me help you. I translated here again, you know, the gift of second language. And so this lady, Lisa, said, hey, oh, my gosh, thank you for helping me. If you ever go to the United States, call my mom. She gave me a piece of paper. I don't know how you are, Mike, but I lose every piece of paper. That one I didn't lose. And I didn't have an iPhone then to say, hey, I'll put you on my phone. Let's take a picture together. So I saved the paper. So we got married. We came to the United States. And then we went to Van Nuys. And we were supposed to stay with a friend of mine. And she's like, Pam, I'm so sorry. I'm going through a divorce. This is not going to work out. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what do we do? So I pulled the paper. I still had it. And I called Lisa. Lisa says, oh, my gosh. Yeah, go see my mom. Blah, 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 blah. So we went and we met Alice and her mom at an Amtrak station here in Oceanside. Mm -hmm. And I wore this, she wore that. We became, she took us into her home. We stayed with her for a long time. She gave us a car. Talk wow. about God putting people in your life that will guide you. And yeah. she used to live in Vista. Now she passed away. So we were able to start a life in the United States through her. You know, wow. she helped us with this. Then we continued driving a long honeymoon. 
And today we live like two cities away from that where we were. Right. And I always remember Alice. She would be an amazing. And we stayed in touch with her. But, you know, then life happened. So and then um, settled in and um, uh, and then, you know, I worked. I'm a CPA as my background. I worked for a finance company for quite a while. And um, just God kept opening doors. And it was mm -hmm. like, OK. There were moments of doubt, you know, because being a pioneer, when you leave your whole life behind and said, okay, I'm settling here, it's scary. Yeah. I was the first one here, and um, it was scary. It's also because my ex used to already suffer from depression. So, But I, I remember, and this may sound silly, Mike, but this is so true. People are so friendly here. I know it's, it's easy to think, oh, here in the United States, things are horrible because you haven't been abroad this is a wonderful country i remember going to the grocery store and the ladies were so sweet to me like talkative i'm like i love it here i love it here like i told myself this is where i'm gonna stay and mm -hmm. i we ended up staying and it was amazing you know worked for a finance company for several years many incredible people moved up the ranks i was in personal uh hr you know just doing a lot of work and then we decided that we wanted to have children. And first I said, hey, I just want to have four children. Okay, you know, that was the plan. I don't know what happened. We ended up with eight, <laughs> not four. It doubled. So yeah. I, I always wanted that yearning, you know, to be, uh, to have a large family because I didn't have, I just had one brother and right. being here. So one of the things that helped me a lot as, a, as an immigrant is I went to the church. You know, and then I met some really good people and we got involved and we started teaching, you know, I'm like da, 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 doing things. And then I had my first baby and it was amazing. And then uh, we did win a lottery, the lottery of the, you know, citizenship. So we got the lottery. We became citizens right away. That for me was like a dream come true. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, went on to have more children. So after I my second one was born, I was like, okay. I don't want to go back to work, you know, like I literally was crying, thinking the thought of leaving her behind. And we made, a, 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 I would say, a decision, a leap of faith in God. And I stayed home hmm. and it was wonderful. You know, I loved every minute of being with my children. And that started my journey because thank God my kids have been very, very smart. And uh, when my youngest was four, I started homeschooling. And I was like, wow, this is so much fun. You know, I teach them how to read and just um, I don't know, God just put in my heart a yearning to really take it seriously. And I did homeschool 25 years, believe it or not. And I hear now I have a, you know a lot of good friends and moms who are younger and they're 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 homeschooling the little ones. I'm like, wow, it was amazing. If I I wish I could go back and you know do more, but if I I, I don't know if you heard this song. Uh I think it's I can Beyonce. I think she it's I think it's her, she has a song that's called I Was There. So mm -hmm. I was like, I want people to know that that's my mark. I always want to be remembered as a mother of eight. Mm -hmm. And uh, the homeschooling, you can see it as something that is very difficult. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, some days were like, I have four boys and four girls. I'm days the boys drove me crazy. And and before it used to be a little stricter. Now I go a bit more relaxed, but the paperwork and everything. But what I remember, and obviously we would have to ask my children what their memories are. But what I remember, we would read every single day. And this is before social media and after social media right when my older kids never had a phone um they we just read it was like stop reading put the book away we read a lot we pray a lot we did a lot of things together i remember sitting in a circle and i would look at all the you know uh, bare feet and i was i'm gonna miss these toes one day because you know they grow up mm -hmm. and, um, and they grow fast I, 
They grow too so fast. fast. Too fast. Yeah, too fast. Like my youngest now is 15 and wow. he's 6'2". So can yeah. you imagine? Yeah, he, I look at him like this and I'm 5'10". Yeah. So, um, but I think what I want to say from that is like, I really enjoyed it. Yes, there were moments that you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? But just teaching them, teaching them the faith, teaching them about God. You know, we all take pleasure when a little one starts walking. Imagine when they start reading. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, I love sports you know always feel hockey running this so i used to you're gonna giggle i used to in my garage i had my treadmill right and around the treadmill a whole bunch of little tykes tables so the kids would sit each had their own table and i would say you do this you do this and i would really every day walk on my treadmill at least three miles and with wow. my belly sometimes you know whatever mm -hmm. Sometimes it took me over an hour or two, but I finished it. And then I would focus, especially with the little one. So the youngest who needed to read, I'd say, okay, now I'm going to go with whoever was in kindergarten. We're going to do the reading. And I want to say a huge shout out to the book called Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons, because I would just sit down, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I would teach them how to read. That was their first goal, because once they read, they're independent. They can start yeah. doing their own homework. Yeah. Yes. That was amazing, amazing. And I I loved every minute of it, every minute of it. And then, you know, fast forward, then in the midst of it, um, I don't know how or God presented this opportunity. I ended up partnering up and starting an international business in the mm -hmm. health, wellness, and anti-aging. If I told you today, you're like, Mike, do this. I'd be like, mm, I don't think, Mike, I can do this. However, you know, just God gives us the graces as we go. And I'm so grateful that I did because that provided me as unfortunately I had went through a divorce I was like okay I need to create some kind of income mm -hmm. and my kids you know adapted it's like I think with everything in life if I don't know if you see this whatever is a priority we give it time mm -hmm. I always say this story kind of funny but I love my nails I always like you know the long but if a nail breaks the world stops I'm gonna go fix it how important is that does that make sense so mm -hmm. for other people may say well I don't have time to exercise it's just because it's not a priority because if you make it, you'll make it happen, right? I don't know, maybe for a guy is washing your car. You're mm -hmm. like, I don't have time for this, but if the car is dirty, oh, I'll go wash it. Mm -hmm. So uh, does that make sense where I'm going? So yeah, what's important to you is is what you prioritize, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, I, got, I got to a point to where I didn't prioritize my health and I ended up over 400 pounds. Oh my gosh. And I had a 50 inch waist, five zero inch waist. And I've lost 162 pounds and I'm now at a 36 inch waist, right? Wow. And a big part of that is you have this sort of running dialogue you have every day where you make yourself a priority. You make your health a priority, right? Absolutely. They got, my, they got in 2018, I spent seven hours in emergency room at Palomar Hospital and they got in the middle of my world and said, look, if you don't make some massive changes right away, you're not going to be here. Wow. Be here for your children. My daughter was a, was a, was a senior in high school at the time. And, you know, I made those changes and they signed off and, you know, said, look, you're, you're in amazing condition. And, you know, my numbers are, are the best they've been in 40 years. Wow. So, I mean, it's, but it's true that you will not do it if it's not important enough to you and if your health is not important enough for you to be around for your for your family and your kids and you know what i mean um it's absolutely true you this this constant conversation we're having with ourselves of you know i'm going to put everybody else before me right 
is a is a dead end conversation. Yeah, yeah. You can put everybody ahead of you. You can put everybody ahead of you, but you'll die early, right? And you'll die out of shape. And you know, so it's a dangerous trap to fall into. Um, but you're right. If you, if it's a if it's a big enough priority for you, you will make the sacrifice. You will exercise more. You'll set up you know tiny tables around. Yeah, around no, whatever, whatever it took. Yeah. You'll you'll figure out a way to make it work. Right. Whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that ties into that. Um, when my youngest was four, so mm -hmm. that's like 11 years ago, my two of my girls started running with a friend of ours who was a coach. And I said, hey, I think he, he was one of our soccer dads. Now they moved away. And I was like, OK, they're running. I'm just going to go with them. And it only took a couple of times for me to get hooked. I was like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I've been on this treadmill. Forget the treadmill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it the dreadmill now. I'm done with it. And I started, I went first was three miles. Then we went six miles. Then I was like, next thing I know, I think I ran a marathon. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, I loved it so much because it was like relief. And I still go with my kids. You know, I'll take some of the kids. A couple of times we took the little one. Then he fell a few times like, no. And then. You know, I just think that God allows things in our lives that what we need at the moment. And then I started doing ultra running. Mm -hmm. That was a, a crazy time in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved it. You know, the, the community, I did a three 100 mile races, a couple of 50, a cut of 75. And yet I know I now I do the same. How did I do it? I don't know that I'll ever go back, maybe down the road because it takes a lot of time, a lot of commitment, but it was a part of my personal development where I, I learned so much about myself, mm -hmm. you know, because it's 10% is the body moving. 90% is your mindset. Yeah. If your mindset is not there just with the businesses, it won't happen. Yeah. So as I tell you, when the night comes, you don't want to move. You just want to stay there. So, mm -hmm. you know, to keep moving. But I also did a lot of that running with some, um, with my daughters, like mm -hmm. my daughter, Regina, she would come with me and, you know, stay up with the night and have coffee. It's the whole experience. And just like with businesses or life, when you have a group of friends <clears throat> that are working together towards something, a common goal, you stick to it. We would sing at night. Uh, the thing, you know, you get so tired, you start seeing things and phantoms. And we did so much together. It's a common goal. So it was amazing. Amazing, amazing. I don't know if I'll do it again however i having my kids be part of it was amazing yeah. so then i'm going back to the sports you know then i started running faster slower i i met this uh guy at uh i think it was miramar lake who was older and he and i said how do you guys run so fast so good he says well you need to stop running ultras i'm like okay i'll stop and i started running faster and training and i gave it a running is i still run till today but I don't ever since COVID, it's almost like I don't I don't um, race anymore. And that's OK. You know, I run for fun. I run with my dog and it's just for health. Like I said, I make a party every day. I run and occasionally or more often, depending on my schedule, I do go to the gym. So what I want to focus today, that opened up a lot of showing me and my own insecurities and where my weak points are. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I, what I want to share with everybody is that unfortunately and very surprisingly, uh, four years ago, one of my boys died, John Paul, and it was uh, very, very, very hard. It still is. Like I've done a lot of work and his death, I had to make a decision. I said, is this going to make me a better person or am I going to stay depressed? Yeah. So I chose the best, but through God's grace, right? Mm -hmm. So um, 
it led me to different things. And one of the things I want to talk about is uh, I still continue with that business, but it led me to the Psy community, PSI seminars, huge shout out. I can put a link or something, amazing personal development. Mm -hmm. I was talking to the, one of the, the, the speakers on a training through my business and he started asking me questions and then it made me realize that I had chosen to live in a certain way for a certain amount of time because of things that I grew up with. You know, mm -hmm. I was still reacting. So to make it the story short, I went and it was right after the divorce and right after my son's death. Mm -hmm. So I, I went to that seminar, which led to a different seminars. You know, you do a, it's a basic, which I'm going to take my yeah, two youngest very soon in January. It's a three day course. And then you can choose to go to different. And as I moved to different classes, I've realized how much I've changed as a woman, how much I've grown and how much I still need to grow, right? Mm -hmm. However, because of my son's death, it has death. It has moved me to be a better person, mm -hmm. knowing that I have to work on myself. And I think at that moment was when I realized, wow, I'm so grateful that I work to work. I get to work from home because mm -hmm. I don't regret any of those circles or reading. Or he used to say, "Mom, can I please marry you?" And I said, "Shoot, I should have. I should have married him. You know, we should have done something." Because how what happened to him? We still don't know. So. Mm -hmm. He had a birthday and that was uh, March 6th when he turned 19 and on March 11th, he died. He fell asleep. We still don't know till today because every autopsy came back as normal death or natural death. That means the heart stopped, stopped beating. There was no drinking, no drugs, no nothing. They don't know. So it's like, a, you know, with little kids, they have a SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. Well, they have it for teenagers as well. He just fell asleep. But I have to tell you, Mike, I was about to go on a trip and a friend of mine was going to watch my kids. And she kept saying, Pam, I need you to cover my prayer shift at the church from four to five in the morning on this Monday. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I said, I've got to go because she's going to watch my kids. And you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, I'm not going to go. It's 3.30. I, I need to go back to sleep. And I woke up and then I went. I went and I spent the whole hour praying, you know, at St. Mary's, I was praying and then I finished with my day. I went out with my day and then we did find him at about 11 a.m. And he, according to the coroners, he had just fallen asleep, you know, a few hours before. It was definite that he was dead. Mm -hmm. So then when his girlfriend came at night from uh, Vegas, that's where she used to live. She said, I don't know what happened. We were on the phone till 345 in the morning talking about getting married and this and that. And um, it dawned on me once, once I went to see a counselor, a grieving counselor, he says, did you realize the time that he's seeing God for the first time? Because I estimated his death was at four in the morning. I was in front of Jesus praying. So wow. what, I, you know, it's like, it all came together. It's like, mm -hmm. and the, the, the prayers of a mother will save their children. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, whoa, God, you know, God had, knew this was coming and he prepared it so i have a lot of acceptance from my faith from mm. that you know in, in that aspect um however you did mention before okay let me tie this because we have it's a whole lifetime that we're talking about so mm. i've been taking different classes so one of the classes i took all through the psi was is something called um pld as paysetters leaders dynamics and it's a class that you take for 90 days and you work so much on your goals and things that you want to achieve. And um, one of the one of the coaches, Nellie, invited me after we were done with the class to take a look at this business. Mm -hmm. And I it really touched my heart. And let mm -hmm. me explain why. And Mike, I don't want to be 
negative, but that's a factual reality that our healthcare system is pretty broken up in the United no. States. It needs it needs help. I love my country. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. When I hear God bless America, I start crying every time. I love my country, but there's work to do. Yeah. So it's not perfect, but I love it to death. Mm -hmm. So um, when John Paul, John Paul died on March 11th and four weeks before my son had a car accident, a minor one. It wasn't huge. I was, a, it was Valentine's day. I was celebrating my daughter's birthday who was born on Valentine's day. And he was trying, he was going to drive my, my younger kids from school. Mm -hmm. And it was, a, you know, like on Citrus Avenue, it wasn't a, he, he walked away. However, the ne next days after, he says, Mom, I have a headache. I have a headache. I have a headache. So I called his doctor. And at the time, it was an HMO. And when I called the doctor, they referred him to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. As I look back, I'm thinking, and I did take him to the emergency room. Thank God I did steps. Obviously, this is part of God's design. But mm -hmm. if I can help a family get better care, because my son did not need a chiropractor at the moment. He needed to be seen by a real doctor. And, he, I, you know, so this is why. I'm very passionate about my anti-aging health and wellness business that I've been internationally with Argentina, Chile, Mexico. However, the other one that Nelly introduced me to, it's we're helping people get better health care, more affordable and better health care. So we agree, right, Mike, that our country needs a little bit of help in that area. Yeah, and I agree with that. So that has been a blessing for me. And that's not what I'm doing. You know, I'm working both businesses, but that's what I do. And this too, God has allowed me to do this from my home. Mm -hmm. So as a single mom, I'm able to be present for my children as much as I can. Right. Like today, I'm running to a soccer game after. So it's like, it's it's finding balance. And one of the things that came out from that. So another class that came out of the trying to block a little bit of the sunshine that is coming in. One of the classes is actually, I love the sunshine, but if not, we, it'll be blurry. So, um, so after that class, there's another class that I took. It was eight days in Houston. Just recently, I went in October and it's called WLS women's women's leadership seminar. And we mm. work so much in ourselves. It's literally eight days. And I, I'm not going to say a lot of details again. Somebody says, Hey, tell me more because we want to keep that, um, uh, I don't know if the word is secrecy, but we want to keep that beautiful energy. So when people go get surprised, but one right. of the things is there is activities that we do. And I realize I want to discover more of who God made me to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And we spent eight days with literally 50 women in this beautiful ranch and doing a lot about myself work. And I realized I want to work on my femininity and usually femininity, masculinity can be taken in the wrong way, but mm -hmm. it's, who did God call me to be, to be nurturing no, right. and to love myself, but also to be nurturing because in, there's a lot that I learned uh, when they describe masculinity and femininity. It's like sometimes because now we women work so much, it's so easy to become too masculine, not in our appearance, but in our approach to things. And I want to nurture that femininity to be the loving, tender mother who achieves goals, but I don't want to lose that. Does right. that make sense? What I'm trying to express. Yeah. yeah. So, I am also very, very grateful because I talk lightly about having the death of a son is not easy. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was so hard, but I want to thank God for my healing, my family, my friends. And I want to mention to a lady who God put in my life, Candice, she has a beautiful clinic. It's called, I think it's beautiful minds. I mm -hmm. don't call it the name, but they do a lot of, um, I don't know. I can't think of the name right now, but they do. It's, it's a lot of healing of the brain mm -hmm. because 
realize that um, it's not by a cranial. It's going to come before we're done. So basically, uh, you know how, because we don't realize the trauma when it happens. Our brain suffers mm -hmm. and it stays there. It's no different than how she described it as this. It's like before, you know, when you used to break an arm, they mm -hmm. say, okay, good luck. Let's see what happens. But when the x-ray machine came in, they're like, oh, okay, this is what happened to the bone. Let's fix it this way. Mm -hmm. Same happens. Now they can see the brain waves and they can see when there's trauma and there's pain that mm -hmm. whatever reason happened. So she had a retreat up in the mountains and um, it was past Ramona and I was there and it was so beautiful because we all, you know, many of the moms, it was all women only, you learned so much about healing mm -hmm. and how we have to take care of that brain. You know, it affects our sleep, it affects our mood, it affects our relationship. And um, she helped me go through, you know, go through the, because we found him, you know, I held him because we want to erase those memories. We want to bring memories that are uplifting. What, you know, how do I remember him? Yeah. And you're, you're going to giggle because look, when I do my meetings and everything, he's like next, next to me. So, but it's, how do I erase that? And, and I share this. So if people hear this and like, wow, I want to heal my brain, my memories, there's options. And mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I got to work with her for several weeks and, you know, going through the motions or repeating what happened, then I'm able to share, I am able to talk to you about it without crying because yeah. there's healing that God can bring it, you know, through light. Mm -hmm. So that's in a nutshell, my story. It takes effort though. It takes effort. You know, that's, that's yeah. not easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, no. So you've you've worked really really hard. I can tell to get to this point. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm proud yeah. of you. That's, Thank that's you. yeah. It was. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Like literally, the first few days, I couldn't even move. I couldn't eat. I lost so much weight, but I would still run. I would meet my coach. I'd say, "Let's go running," and I would say, "Tell to myself, okay, from here to the trash can, I'm not gonna cry." Okay, this is like what I can do. I run as fast as I can. I'll get to the trash can. I can fall apart. I can talk about him. So little by little, I started telling myself what not to focus on in order to, because I have a friend of mine, Sweet Kim. She just mm -hmm. lost her husband. I expected it like that. And that pain comes in waves. Mm -hmm. So literally like waves, like the ocean. I don't know if you ever had anything like that happen, Mike, but it comes like waves and you just have to work with the wave. Mm -hmm. okay it's coming it's the pain it's here deal with it and then move on but as a consequence what something that i learned through the classes that i've taken through psi is like i learned so much to cope with that pain that i almost uh, i had to retrain myself to feel joy because you know it's dangerous when we start living here mm -hmm. i don't want to be too sad but then when i can't be too sad i can't be too happy right. so we have to learn. I have to learn to ex ex experience both. Mm -hmm. But for a while, that's all I could do. I was like, I, I need to stay here because otherwise I'm going to fall apart. Because I looked at my other seven kids and I'm like, I need to be here for you. I need to be a strong woman. Yeah. Anyway, so I think, um, you know, everybody le uh, uh, experiences grief in a different way. Mm -hmm. I thank God that I chose life and yeah. I chose to move on. And I chose healing and I also did quite a bit of things. I'm going to give a huge, huge shout out here. I don't know if you ever heard of the St. Elizabeth Hospice. They're in this, I think mm -hmm. they're all over, but they do a lot. Used to have a, we used to have our, our last Keller Williams office was in that building. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I would go there and we did a lot of things. They help you. You know, they did some some uh, counseling, but they also did events. Okay. You know, let's light up, uh, have butterflies. The mm -hmm. more you talk about it, 
the better it is. In fact, like on Facebook, what I do every 11th, I post about him because he died on the 11th. Every 11th, I do a post about him. I want the world to know about him. I lived among a saint, you know, yeah. and, and like even for the funeral, we had 1,100 people show up. And I'm like, well, all these people, everybody telling me amazing stories about this young man that I didn't know that what mm -hmm. the things that he was doing. Yeah. Anyway, so. Well, it's, it's important because you want to honor him, you know, and um, that's that's a big deal. It, and it helps you, you know, it helps you with your healing because you're still healing. You know that. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's a process, you know, so yeah. uh, it's a good thing you're doing that. So I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm proud I, of you. So, I, so could I ask just a couple of quick questions? Absolutely. So what was your favorite thing about growing up in Argentina? Um, I think my school and the sports, mm. I just loved being an athlete and I loved, um, you know, I was a valedictorian. I loved studying my school and my club and all the sports with it. Well, that's, I think that's why you were so well prepared to homeschool your kids because you love learning so much, right? Yes. You learned that yes. as a kid um, and they got to see the joy that you have in, in moving your physical body, right? And also in in learning. So um, that's a real, that's a real inspiration for them. That's amazing. So who was the most influential person to you growing up? Um, I think my dad, yeah. my dad Sounds was, weird. because he was just so sweet and so tender and so loving and um, growing up. Yes. And a few of my coaches as well. I was still, I'm still friends on Facebook. There's this guy, Miguel, who was my trainer, you know, from mm -hmm. all the sports years. But I also have to thank, I think one of my most influential uh, was God too, mm -hmm. because uh, when my parents were going through some rough times, I don't know why I would just go to the church on my own. Nobody took me, you know, it was like, wow, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. and, and I've always turned to God for help. And that's something that is a gift that he has given me. Not yeah. nothing that I've done on my own. Yeah, that's a big deal. So how old were you when you moved to the U.S.? I was only 22. <laughs> okay. So what made you move? I think it was God. Like I said, I, I was dating um, the man that I then married. And um, he just said, hey, my, he had been here and his mom had been here. And they're like, you know, Argentina is not a good place to live or grow, raise a family. And yeah. unfortunately, they're having a lot of issues right now, too. Yeah. And and he said, hey, I just want to go to the United States. I'm like, let's go. And oh. I think that story about the paper is that God was paving the way for us to come and succeed. And, you yeah. know, and the, it's a good story for the immigrant people. And we've always uh, were very, you know, the immigrant mentality, being very careful, saving money and just making it happen. And well, and taking, taking care of each other, too. You know, yeah. you you took the time to care for that person in that restaurant right yeah. and she wanted to pay you back and and man did she ever right i mean that became that became one of the most important relationships with her mom that you had in your entire life yeah and it only took a moment it only took a moment to to go over there and help her out mm -hmm. right and man are you ever glad you did because what you give comes back tenfold in your case it was probably a hundredfold you know yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a really, really neat thing for people to learn and to understand. You know, we just need to stop every once in a while and help, right? And all we have to do is kind of help each other. And, you know, immigrants are are that way. They 
they take care of their own. They rally around other immigrants, right? That are from their country kind of thing. And people, you know, that know people they know and that kind of deal. They're really close knit and they will give you the shirt off their back. They really will. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. And that's a system that is, is big in terms of helping people to, to, to succeed when they get here, you know, survive and then thrive kind of thing. So um, yeah, thank you. Really thank cool you story. for remind, yeah, reminding me of that story. I actually was uh, Melissa, who I told she goes, oh, my gosh, I was doing a presentation with her. And I told her, you know, Melissa, our mutual yeah. friend. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, I don't know why I'm telling you this story. But, uh, you know, it's good to reflect on that. Just a very small act turn into something incredible. So we don't know when God is going to use us. And there could be somebody that is waiting for us. And sometimes I include myself. I'm too busy. No, yeah. not right now. And yeah. there could be a great opportunity for maybe to help someone or change mm -hmm. their lives, right? Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, it only takes a little bit, right? And mm -hmm. I do it because I'm convinced that the things that are trials and tribulations in my life, God's preparing me to then help people to get through what I went through, right? So I can come alongside them and say, look, I understand how you feel. This is the, I felt this way too. And here's how I dealt with it, right? I've had mentors in my life that pulled me aside when they didn't have the time and they sat with me and they said, look, you're doing this all wrong. You're going this way and you need to go this way, right? And in honor of them, because a lot of them are not here anymore, in honor of them, I'm always trying to pay it forward. You know, last night I was on, I was on a, a Zoom call with a couple that wants to get started in real estate. They want to get started in real estate investing. And they went to a lady that he's literally, she has known him since before he was born. Okay. So like 30 years. He's now married. He's got kids, the whole thing. And he wants to invest in real estate. And I did a, a deal with her a couple of years ago where we bought a property, fixed it up and resold it. And she asked me if I would spend some time with them. We spent an hour and a half last night on a Zoom call answering all of their questions, right? And this morning they're texting me and thanking me, you know, like, like you can't believe. But I really owe that as an honor to the people that came, including, you know, starting with my grandfather, right? That came along in my life and invested in me that they didn't have to. Right. They didn't have to. They could have just kept on walking, right? Um, but they they stopped and they took the time. And so if anybody's listening to this, pay it forward, okay? Do it in honor of the people that have helped you in your life and make this world a better place. It's a big deal. Okay, so let's talk about today. Let's talk about what you're doing today. Obviously, we know why you got into um, healthcare and helping people with their healthcare and that kind of thing. Let's talk about what you're doing to save people an, an enormous amount of money and and help them live a more healthy life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So like I said, I was re introduced, not recently, it's more like six months now. And so what we have, Mike, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more later, we have a system which is really a disruptor. If you think about it, I like to make this analogy. When your kids were little, did you ever tell your kids, don't get into a stranger car? Do not talk to strangers. Have mm -hmm. you ever done that? Okay. Oh, yeah. That was like my line. Don't get in a stranger. Even if they offer you candy, you don't want to do that. Right. So what do we do today? As soon as we land, 
we call some stranger, we get in their car, and sometimes they even go sleep in some stranger house, right? right? So that's a complete disruptor. So what we have today is a disruptor in the healthcare. We're helping people. So I don't know if you remember, uh, if you ever heard of health sharing, which is a Christian-based uh, mm -hmm. way of helping we people. Actually, we actually were part of that. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. wonderful. The big difference is uh, so uh, now health sharing does not need to be part of a Christian base or Mennonite or any of religion. It's it doesn't have. So what I have with impact is a it's a it's a community base. Mm -hmm. It's not it's for the people, right? It's not for a certain you don't have to be a certain religion. Mm -hmm. And the biggest difference with health share that I have several friends who are involved with others is there's no prepayment mm -hmm. with health sharing. You, some, you have an incident, you have to go, you have to um, prepay and then get reimbursed. Sometimes mm -hmm. the reimbursement doesn't happen as soon or so fast. And some families in this economy don't have that to prepay, correct? Mm -hmm. So also a few features about it is there's no prepayment. The deductible, which is a huge thing. And this is also about educating. I don't know if you have anybody. Go ask them. Say, hey, how much do you pay for your health insurance? Mm, I don't know. I need to ask my employer. How mm -hmm. much is the deductible? I don't know. And so these are things that we need to become aware yeah. because I was talking to my friend Carrie a week ago or so. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm stopping my insurance. My deductible is $8,800. It's just me. And so and many uh, insurance, what you happens, you have to come up with a deductible first before you get coverage. Mm -hmm. Impact is not like that. Mm -hmm. So number one, the deductible is per family. So let's say you have four, five, six, seven, eight kids like me. The deductible is met by one person. The whole family is considered to have met the deductible. That's unheard of, right? Another thing is um, there's no network. You can see whoever you want, wherever you want. Yeah. There's stories of moms who are like, hey, my son has a baseball injury, something with a knee. Let's go see some famous, famous doctor, baseball, another state. You go. If for some reason you are traveling, you will get reimbursed. There's no boundaries. You know how some insurance, yeah, you can only see this doctor or this doctor, or then you're double the price. Another thing is we have um, in, anybody who's an immigrant and you don't have social, it doesn't matter. You can still get covered as long as you have a I, tax ID, I, a, ITIN number. Mm -hmm. That's unheard of. Southern California, we know we need that. Mm -hmm. Another thing is uh, free, telemel free telehealth. You can get on the computer anytime, 24-7. You see a doctor, you get prescribed, you go back to bed, you have your prescription delivered. Think mm -hmm. of moms. When you have several kids and one is sick, you have to take everybody to the doctor? Not anymore. That's right. huge. And Mike, we're so excited. We're about to launch our um, osteopath uh, alternative medicine coverage mm -hmm. very soon. We make this analogy. Remember Uber? Then we move mm -hmm. to Uber Eats, right? impact it's going to be impact plus and you know how many people i talk to says i don't get health care i don't go to the doctor i just go to my osteopath or my so this is something that is going to be great for the community mm -hmm. so that's kind of it and the, the last thing i'll share because i don't want to bore people with this but i'm so You're passionate about it You're You're sick. it's like because impact is a non-profit okay number one so for example, I'll tell you about my, my friend, Nellie. She says she took it for the team because she had to go. She had an emergency appendix. She had to go. She had some complications. Her bill, just the hospital, was $36,000. Mm -hmm. However, Impact is a nonprofit. So you know what Impact does? He goes to the hospital and says, no hospital. We're not giving you all the income that normally we go to the health insurance, to the insurances, right? They reduce. They have a 
it's called, it's a base repricing. So the bill is repriced. They took away $27,000. So she, the, of that 27, whatever was left, let's say $9,000, she's only responsible for 10% hmm. because all the, the other 90 is paid by impact. She was only responsible for close to $1,000 out of the 36. And wow. guess what? That goes to the deductible. You know how the, usually it's the opposite. You have to come up with a deductible and then you get the coverage. This mm. is the opposite. Impact will work. And last thing too, no one is rejected. There's no, so let's say you have a pre-existing. What will happen is that will not go to the the deductible, but you pill, your bills will still be reprised. Mm -hmm. Everybody's accepted. It's, it's for the people. So now you can tell why I'm so excited. We're helping so many people. Many of my friends from the PSI community that I've helped, uh, for example, my friend Jeff, very successful businessman. He was paying $1,800 a month for mm. him and his wife. We brought them down and his three children to $628 a month. So wow. he's saving $1,200 a month yeah. just because he is now with impact. So anybody who's 1099, business owner, restaurant owner, real estate brokers, anybody is like that, we can help. We also help businesses. So mm -hmm. let's say you own your own restaurant, you have 10 employees, you could come, you sign up, then you get all your employees covered. We Impact will help you opt in, not opt, you know, because sometimes the spouse could have insurance from another company and maybe they pay little depending on how long they've been there. Mm -hmm. We will help people opt in. So it's wow, awesome. Super excited. It's a win-win. I think we, before we know it, Impact is going to be a household name. Yeah. It's a disruptor in the industry and we're helping so many people. I'll tell you one last story. So a friend of mine in the business, Matt, has been, he's a realtor. He's been around, he's been with the business a bit longer than me. So he was at a networking event with a realtor and we have the recording for her. And she's like, I don't have healthcare. You know, I know we don't go around asking, hey, do you have healthcare? How much do you pay? But we're here to educate. She says, I don't. He says, okay, why don't you sign up for Impact? This was last October. She signed up in October, right? Mm -hmm. Last year. And in February, her husband calls Matt and says, I don't know what you got my, my wife, but I need help. She just discovered she has spleen cancer. Oh, my God. She, I know. Her bills were over $200,000. They mm -hmm. were being reprised. She only had to pay the $2,500 to pay for her deductible, and she was done. Hmm. Amazing. My, my message here, just like we're saying about helping others, we don't know. We just don't know. What yeah. could happen to us? So I, my call is if you don't have health care, get coverage. Yeah. Reach out to me. Mike can help you as well because you just don't know. Yeah. And the, one of the main reasons people file bankruptcy is because of health care bills. Yeah, I, I went to the emergency room, like I told you, in 2018. Uh, the, that flu that was going around that was particularly deadly that year. It's one of the deadliest strains in decades. Um it was it was bad, and I got it with both barrels. I was down with a fever for six days straight, and two days after my fever broke, my heart was racing, just literally racing. I couldn't get it to. I laid down. I did some deep breathing. Nothing would slow it down. To so drive myself to the emergency room, I spent seven hours in the emergency room. I didn't have health insurance. I hadn't had health insurance in decades, right? And so I didn't have health insurance. So my my bill was twelve twelve thousand some odd dollars. For being in there for seven for seven hours and you know they wanted to keep me overnight and i protested enough to where they didn't right thank god they didn't but 
you know, I, I'm staring down the barrel of this $12,000 bill and it was, it was not pretty. So I'm definitely a big, I, I literally won't go without, without health coverage. So um, I have health insurance. I won't exist without it. And um, you know, I won't make that mistake another time again. So um, yeah, we, we actually were part of a health share program and, and we loved it. Um, we're not part of one now, but we're part of a, we're part of a, a deal that for basically it's a setup for people in real estate, but, um, but yeah, it sounds really exciting what you're doing. And I know you're, I know you're excited because you're taking care of people, but also because you're saving them a lot of money. And, um, that's a, that's a very, very cool thing, especially when you're talking about healthcare, because most people don't save anything on healthcare. Um, most people do just the opposite, you know? So absolutely, yeah. is there anything else you'd like to cover before we wrap up? Um, no, I think I think we've covered a lot. I'm so honored to be here with Mike, and you're just such a warm person. I think uh, in the in the re, in the actual the business and helping people, you know, if you feel the call to say, "Hey, I want to help others," reach out to me. I can help you connect because this is something that we say. Our team says we're on a crusade, yeah. literally in a healthcare crusade to help as many people as possible. Yeah. So, do we make money? Yes, but that's not the purpose. The goal is to save as many people as possible, their lives and their money. And we have so many stories, so many stories of people, like you said, hospital stays. Um, my good friend, Mari and Dante, who are my business partners, their nephew was in the hospital, young man, strong, hay fever for like, I don't know, 15 days. And mm -hmm. Impact actually called the hospital, make sure that everything was covered. So story after story that we are for the people. So anybody, please reach out to me. And I'm just on this crusade to help as many people as possible. That's awesome. Well, Pam, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're really busy and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to do this. Um, it's been great to hang out with you and to get to know you better. I appreciate you being our guest on the Mike Litton experience and I hope you have an amazing day today. Thank you so much for your time. Bye, Mike. Take care. Bye -bye. Take care. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Litton experience. If you did, do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.